Welcome to the Free to Choose Media Podcast. Professor Sam Peltzman, director of the George J. Stigler Center for the Study of the Economy and the State, University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, and Professor Stephen M. Stigler, Ernest DeWitt Burton Distinguished Service Professor, University of Chicago Statistics Department, discuss issues in economics, politics, and the sciences. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to the Free to Choose Media Podcast. Sam, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Steve. Sam, I wanted to ask you about some questions that intersect with some of my work in the history of statistics, and that is, I look at various times on historical debates that result, revolve sometimes around public policy issues, yes. economic issues, and the use of statistics. And I know that you have worked on quite a number of areas that, uh, where you have used uh, modern statistical evidence to address important questions or questions that your research has made, have made important. Yes. And I just wanted to, to Pull, draw you out on, on uh, the relationship of, of this kind of quantitative evidence and how the issue is viewed by the public. What kind of reaction you get to your work and, and do people pay attention to good evidence? Yeah, I, I think they do. I think it's, it's more that they do so, that they react to the cumulative weight of evidence, not anything that I would do in mm -hmm. particular or a colleague would do in particular, but how it kind of hangs uh, together. Uh, you know, there's a view that uh, we're always looking for the magic bullet, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the body of evidence that's going to mm -hmm. settle uh, 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 an issue. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. what, what happens is uh, 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 either the political process generates problems for us, we look at them and then and then predictably the evidence conflicts and it gets sorted out over time. And I think that, but I think the cumulative weight of evidence, first of all, changes minds within the economics profession. Mm -hmm. And I think that ultimately filters into, uh, into a policy. Well, that takes quite a while. It does. It, sometimes. I mean, there's a justice to it because one, there, there are several, several components of, of error that, uh, as we statisticians say, yes. enter into analyses. One are errors that are local to the one investigation and are usually well handled by a good investigator. But the other are biases in the way the data is gathered that may not have been foreseen by anybody. And so uh, it's only yeah. by accumulation of studies that you can get some sense of the variation that could come from from those kinds of things. Yeah, I think actually the biases are in my field are e easy to foresee. Uh -huh. if, if I if you tell me the name of the investigator of a certain issue, I can almost <laughs> tell you what the conclusion is. But you know, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that in the law, in the end, it does take time. Mm -hmm. But in the end, the evidence sorts itself out, and and one comes to a a consensus. A, a, a contemporary example of this is a, an ongoing debate in the profession, uh -huh. which I've been a part of. Not in any uh, important way, but I've been a part of the debate on the effect of putting resources into the education system on educational outcomes. Uh -huh. And this debate is fierce. I mean, the people on both sides are at each other's throats on this mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. and, and I can tell you what the conclusion is going to be of the next study if you tell me the author. But, but there is a consensus. There's a, there's a there's a consensus that mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure both sides would 
deny that there's a consensus because they have an interest in pushing their agenda. And the consensus that, that uh, if there's an effect that isn't that great at the levels that we're dealing with today, mm-hmm. I think that has to be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm putting it, I don't know if it, is this like things- people will go to the mat on whether there's any effect at all, but I mean the big question is how much, and, and, and there there's pretty pretty do, solid. Do you have in mind things like uh, the size of the class, which, as I understand, exactly. the evidence is 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 equivocal that it makes any sizable difference. Exactly, and we've we've re- uh, as a public policy, we've reduced the size of classes by half. Over a generation, and with very little, no, with no measurable effect. Well, that's the question. Yeah. The question is the question that's being debated fiercely is whether there's any measurable effect. And of course, I think you and I would agree that the larger, more important question is how big. If there is an effect, how big is it? Yeah. And all you have to do is kind of look around. You don't have to do much deep research to see no. it can't have that much of an effect. Because uh, school performance in this generation is, if anything, maybe a little worse, a little better. There's also an argument mm-hmm. about that. It's not much different. Well, but but this is that's one of a type of problem where people tend to look at the variables they can control more easily, or they can throw some money at, for example. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, and they don't look at at problems partly because they're hard to look at, like teacher class size interaction, different teachers, how do you tell which teacher will do well in which situation? Actually, you know, we're getting into that area of research that has been looked at. That's one Uh of the things that's led to this kind of consensus that the resources part of it is second order. Okay. You you can actually do things like uh, ask the peers of the teachers who the good Mm -hmm. teachers are. Mm -hmm. And that turns out to be damned important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, much more important than class size or whether they have an MA or something like that. But I, I just offer that as an illustration yeah. of uh, of uh, how this works. It isn't that we don't have biases. It's mm-hmm. that 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 in the end we we are a profession where there are standards of proof, and if you look at the if you, you apply those standards to the issue, you can come to some kind of consensus. Now you 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 you're interpreting the word bias to mean personal bias, uh, and that's certainly yes. one type of bias. But there are other types that can come in through uh, uh, just unknown errors or problems with a measurement device. Uh, sure, tendencies for for re- for uh, the well the certain effects like like the Hawthorne effect that uh, whether it's real or not or at least well known that. Uh, when people are being watched, they behave differently yes. than, than when they aren't being watched. Absolutely, yes. Uh, well, that, that could cut in any one of a number of different ways. And until people became aware of the potentials there, it was a, a bias, but it wasn't a bias that, that was associated particularly, I think, with, with people. Uh, there are other problems that come in. Uh, uh, there, there's this ancient problem that uh, is is moderately well known uh, that, that sort of got economists off on the wrong uh, empirical economists off on the wrong foot in the 1800s when uh, William Stanley Jevons uh, made an impassioned claim that that there was a relationship between sunspot cycles and business cycles yes. and uh, even because both last peaked at roughly every 11 years and. Uh, uh, this was at a time when people didn't understand how to uh, 
relate time series to one another and the mm -hmm. kinds of biases that could come in, biases of, uh, of a sort like the, the, the well-known, now well-known story of the, that storks uh, are related to births yeah. because uh, <laughs> you look at the data from Oldenburg. As the births were rising, so were the number of stork nests in the town. <laughs> and of course, also, so was the population of the town. There were more chimneys to right. build stork nests on and things right. like that. Right. Um, so, the, so one one of my motives in asking you about this is to try and get some reading of your view of the importance of statistical methods in these debates. Yes, uh, I, I think they're much less important than than how how many sources of evidence are you using and how many different mm -hmm. techniques are you applying. Uh, in economics today, uh, uh, we're very sensitive to issues like the ones you raised, mm -hmm. and I think there's a there's a great weight placed on using the appropriate technique to make sure that you mm -hmm. don't have biases mm -hmm. of the type that you 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 uh, you uh, you talked about. And I think that's all well into the good. It shows that we're advancing as a science, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But still, at the end of the day. Personally, I'm going to be more convinced, not by the my view that the technique used mm -hmm. is been, is the right one, mm -hmm. but uh, that that this person used that technique and that date that set of data. The other person used mm -hmm. perhaps a different technique, maybe cruder, mm -hmm. but it's a different set of data. And the third person did it his own way, and it, it all comes, it all hangs mm -hmm. together in some sense. Uh -huh. I, I think that's. That this this uh, this uh, stuff on school uh, yeah. resources it has that quality where people did things that were terrible yeah. <laughs> in terms in terms of the problems that mm -hmm. you, you that 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 you raise mm -hmm. and, and then other people tried to correct those and then other people said well we can correct those using these techniques what you really have to have is something more like an experiment like the like the physicists have which is like a natural experiment uh -huh, where, uh -huh, where, uh -huh. where they drop the money from the sky and it's in, <laughs> in effect uh, and we're going around on this uh, I, 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 and and I, I think it's only after 10 different people do the thing 10 different ways on 10 different data sets that you can come come to some uh, well, some consensus. Well you you're you're diminishing the role the role of statistical methods cuts me to the quick but I have to no, say No it's uh, also cuts I, my professional colleagues to the I to have the to quick. say so I, I'm in a minority I have in to the say profession. in one you people have no, won. I no I, I say I agree with you to a certain yeah. extent although the, there's another extent I I want to want to try and and uh, push you a little further on um, the uh, the questions that people ask, I think, are influenced greatly by the type of, of methods that are available. Now, if we get down to the fine level of exactly this technique or versus exactly that one, it's one thing. But the the availability of regression methods, for example, has, I think, really affected the kinds of investigations that people do oh, yes. on all sides of these questions. People are asking questions quantitatively that they never would have asked 50 years ago. Yes. Uh, so that so that there's one sense in which some of these methods have had an effect. You mentioned uh, experimentation up in schools, for example. Yes. Uh, the 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 model of the clinical trial uh, was was one of the first things people tried to bring in there, and then they discovered that that 
doesn't work very well. Or at least I think in some of the experiments I've, I've heard about, there's a problem there because uh, you're dealing with people who don't, you're manipulating people rather than drugs. And, yes. and, and unforeseen and unwanted effects can be generated by the experimentation. Uh, and yet there are the biases when you do passive experiment uh, observation. Yes, it also cuts the other way, Steve, yeah. that uh, the sensitivity to statistical techniques sometimes narrows the kind of question you ask because the kind of question you ask can only be fit into mm -hmm. a certain kind of statistical uh, uh, technique paradigm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I worry about the latter as much as I do sure. about the about the other uh, about the biases. Yeah, it's it's like the the uh, the fellow who is the drunk who has lost his keys at at night and is looking for them near the the, 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 the light, lamp. Because that's where the light because is. That's yeah. where the light is, not where he very much them. so. Yes. Very much. There is a tendency in 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 the, among the. Uh, you know, sort of, a, uh, we try to be more scientific. It, it kind of narrows the kind of question you ask because you can't ask big questions where the statistical techniques are too crude mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to shed light on. Now, I mean, that's that's the, that's a view. It's not a view that I share. Now, now there's one thing is is the actual studies uh, like, but the other is the way they're received and the in the in the way the knowledge of that. Uh, uh, reaction can influence the investigator. For example, you've done a number of, of, of uh, controversial studies. Uh, one was, was the effect of seat belts on, uh, on, on the, uh, the way people drive and the propensity for accidents. And they're, they're, do they drive more recklessly with seat belts on yes. than with, without them on, for example? Yes. Now, you must have foreseen in that that you would get a negative reaction from, from certain communities with vested interests in, in the policies to, involved. Uh, well, I'm not sure I did actually. In, in that case, I started out trying to do a cost-benefit analysis uh -huh. of seat belts. Uh -huh. you know, what, there's a cost and the uh, seat belts have to be installed and there's a benefit. They will save lives. I, I, it was only after Mm -hmm. Only after I looked at the data mm -hmm. several different ways that something jumped out at me mm -hmm. that caused me to think that what I was doing was incomplete. Mm -hmm. And that was this, what you talk, what you talked about, that there is a behavioral response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, common to the what what people in the insurance business call moral hazard, that when you're mm -hmm. insured, you tend to be more reckless because somebody is going to pick up the cost. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a comparable uh, response when when you had these auto safety devices, mm -hmm. and I just wrote it up as you know I was looking for the <laughs> I was doing I, I didn't go through uh, I was doing the cost benefit analysis, but I wrote up the results. And I fit them into a standard economic uh, 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 paradigm. There's nobody in the economics profession who would disagree that what I was talking about was a possibility. Mm -hmm. They disagreed a lot about whether it was empirically important. Mm -hmm. Outside the economics profession, that's where the I think the, the reaction was most uh, venomous. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think here's another case. W what it did, it was, it, was a, it was a very controversial result. It led people 
uh, I'm, let's narrow it down to just my professional colleagues, mm -hmm. to want to investigate this whole set of issues further. Mm -hmm. It's going on today. It's an industry now. It's an industry. Yeah, yeah. No, th th there are studies today that are still going on that are doing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's only out of that massive body, done with different techniques, different data sets, different countries, that I think some consensus emerges. And it's a consensus, you know, part of it is, you know, uh, I, part of it is, is, is something that is consistent with what I did 25 plus years ago, and part isn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and I, that's where it is. Uh, my, the thing that was a very controversial was, uh, I, I argued that there was no effect at all on the death rate back in the 1970s from the devices that were being mandated mm -hmm. in the late 1960s. Mm -hmm. uh, but because the increase in the number of accidents offset the effect, uh, the direct effect of the greater safety from the seat belts. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what, what emerged subsequently is a lot of people uh, looking at the issue. Some said there's no offset at all. Others said there's a complete offset, such as the one that I found, mm -hmm. and then there's a middle ground, which is, uh, yeah, there is some of, there is a behavioral response, but it doesn't completely offset mm -hmm. the effect of the, of the safety devices. I think it's that middle ground that probably is where most of the profession is. Mm -hmm. So I view my role in all of this as asking a question that led people to look mm -hmm. in many different directions, and now there's a consensus. That, that's that's but, emerged. But that that positive, I mean, positive in the sense of, of even though they were may have been negative to your findings, it was positive in the sense of leading people to do more research. Was was more or less entirely within the economics profession, wasn't yes. it? Yes. The the outsiders never, uh, as far as I'm aware, said, "Well, that's interesting. Let's try and gather some data on on uh, to see if if it holds up or right." There's an exception, there's a part of psychology, which, and it turns out that my greatest supporters in the old <laughs> days were psychologists who said, oh, we knew this all along. <laughs> well, you know, the two great reactions to anything, uh, one is we knew it all along, yes. and the other is it isn't true. Yes, yes, well, they're both. both <laughs> and, and, and discoveries both. like uh, William Harvey's discovery of the circulation of the blood got both of those, <laughs> and you were in that company. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very, very distinguished uh, company, but yeah. Uh, you know, the reaction broke down along uh, uh, predictable lines. The mm -hmm. people who had a vested interest mm -hmm. in the industry of legislating safety devices reacted extreme uh -huh. with extreme hostility. The economics profession, some react. Some, the people, the people who were getting grants from yeah. from that industry reacted with some hostility. But but uh, 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 well, uh, on the whole, you're right. I think most of the most of the response came from within the economics profession because it's really an. A very simple application of very basic economics uh -huh. to a, to an yeah. important public oh, policy, yeah, yeah. That's a... and and it's it's a, that's a, economists I think like to do that. In in the end, they like to show the rest of the world that simple economic forces really have no, I, have I, an impact on I, the way the world. I've works. known a great many economists, some very well, who greatly admired that work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, but but there's let me, let me tell you a little a historical story that may uh, 
uh, give you a, a reaction should you encounter that reaction again in the, in the future. Uh, and this is a, one that, that puts economists in a less good light. Uh, uh -huh. This was one that I studied, involved Carl Pearson and Alfred Marshall. And it, and it took place around 1910, just after Marshall, one of the greatest economists of the yes. Victorian age, had retired. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> had retired from work. And, um, and Pearson was interested in, in um, combating the uh, temperance movement, which was taking uh, the ground away from his <laughs> wishes to push uh, certain types of eugenics, which was not, is not today a popular view. But, oh, uh, but he wanted to, uh, and, and the big issue that he wanted to combat was the claim that uh, all government monies for any policy of any sort should be spent on on uh, dealing with drunks, uh, <laughs> basically. And, and, and the temperance movement took the sensible route that nobody had any sympathy for the alcoholic in those days, but they had great sympathy for the family of the alcoholic. And so their rallying cry for, getting, for federal programs was, uh, we must protect the children of the alcoholic, that they, they are shriveled and... Uh, uh, in intelligence and in physique, we must do something to prevent this. And mm. so Pearson did a sort of a sensible thing. He said, well, let's go look at the children of alcoholics and compare them with other children. And he found some data from a couple of school districts and compared them. And what did he find? They were about the same. They're kids. Yeah, sure. Uh, they spent most of the time out of the house anyway. The parents were miserable in one group of families. <laughs> but in fact, then they were outside. It turned out their eyesight was better in alcoholic families because they spent more time outside playing and less time in these Beard Victorian houses, which had no windows because the <laughs> Victorians had put a window taxi in at an early stage <laughs> and people started building houses without windows. Yeah. And um, Marshall said, no, that can't be true, basically. I'm shortening a longer, much longer story. And he said, you've got the wrong data. If you were to gather data from, of the right type, it would show something completely different. Mm -hmm. And Pearson's response, which is what I give to you as a, as a uh, payoff here, was uh, to Marshall, writing in the Times of London, was, uh, I, I am all too familiar with stories that other data, if they were gathered, uh -huh. would show something different to give it any credibility. Yes. Uh, my only response needs to be statistics on the table, is yes. the way he put it. Yes. You provide some evidence. I've got some out there. It's got flaws. It, it do, it's yes. a preliminary study. It doesn't do everything. Yes. Uh, if, but if it's wrong, show me where or get some data of your own. And um, Well, I, I think it's fortunate that most of Marshall's uh, successors have, have uh, followed Pearson. Uh -huh. I think we are a profession, which we do have our biases, but I think the attitude that you just described is the one that I think is the prevailing one. Uh, it, it, it won't do to say, well, that's just wrong because the statistical method is wrong, although mm -hmm. we tend to do, I think, more of that, more of that mm -hmm. than we, we used to. Uh, the challenge is go and do, go find another data set mm -hmm. and show that seatbelts save lives if you want to go back to that issue or don't don't increase accidents or something mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that. Uh, so we are one where the, where I think ultimately uh, the, that challenge is the one that's picked up and that, that's that's the only way I think that we influence uh, a policy. We have to come to a consensus within 
the profession itself mm -hmm. before I think we have any, I, I don't know even then that we have a much of an influence on policy, but, but it's only after that consensus, after we shake out our own debates mm -hmm. that I think economists are listened to with any seriousness. Although those getting consensus, a complete consensus is so is absolutely rare or impossible. Yes, absolutely. But but it, but it is true that economists, uh, by and large, I see this in a lot of, of uh, fellowship committees that I sit on. Uh, I, economists are are more unanimous than any other social science in judging young talent and judging the quality of good work. Well, I don't know about other fields, but uh, well, you, you do tend to, to say, I may disagree with that person, but they're doing a good job. You can, yeah. you can they're you good. Can. I don't like what they're doing, but they're really good. Yes. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing can come up. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it, 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 it's, yeah, the, the whole issue, for example, uh, the, the, the economists played a role in the debate about the proper role of government. Mm -hmm. I mean, your dad had an enormous mm -hmm. role in that in that debate. That was a case where the profession itself started out with a certain point of view that evolved over time, based not on mm -hmm. pref, you know, what they believed to be the case, like Marshall in your example, mm -hmm. but on the weight of evidence. Mm -hmm. The weight of evidence kept accumulating and, and some went this way, some went that way, but at the end of the, that process, a much more skeptical view of the efficacy of government uh, 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 emerged, and, mm -hmm. and that fed into that fed into a public debate. You know, in the Reagan Thatcher era, mm -hmm. crystallized it. That uh, got got a little bit more skeptical about uh, about uh, the role of government. And when people came to economists, they were pretty much by that time pretty much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty much they they disagreed about this or that. But uh, should you take at face value that some government program is going going to ameliorate a problem, not mm -hmm. without evidence? That mm -hmm. would have been the kind of the the uh, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. uh, the basic uh, stance of economists in mm -hmm, that in mm -hmm. that debate. And I think that's true about many policy issues. Uh, mm -hmm, we're, 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 we're ignored when we fight with each other and we're listened to more when we ourselves have gone through a process that leads to some kind of consensus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it, it, it's an exciting, uh, uh, it can be an exciting and exhilarating time if you can change people's minds and yeah, I don't get think them we change. I think, I think we, we, we enter into a debate and we're used, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. by one side or the other in, in, in the debate. But like, taking a contemporary policy issue yeah. like uh, the steel tariffs. Okay. There's, there's enough of a consensus in the economics profession that it is embarrassing Mm -hmm. to an administration that wants to levy steel tariffs. If it goes out and beyond the political realm and yeah. starts to seek support for that idea from within the economics profession or within the, you know, sort of the, the, the people who the economics profession might influence. There's a pretty strong consensus about that. Uh, you know, uh, some of it, I'm not saying all of it, there, there is a, 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 a dose of the Marshall type of mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. Don't, we know what the answer is, but, but more and more it is factually based and less based on 
if you found the data, it would show that tariffs are. are, are now that are, that now tariffs, there there you're dealing in an area that has been subjected to study for for centuries. Uh, I wouldn't say centuries. It's been subject to discussion for centuries, yeah. but the actual evidence is only quite recent, and a lot of it. A lot of it of the chaotic type that I described, mm -hmm. where, where where it isn't uh, uh, somebody somebody did an experiment. Uh, a lot well, of it is. Well, is, I will tell is, you that statistical methods for dealing with observational data have been improving in recent yes, years yes, too. Yes, and you can ask questions intelligently now that you probably couldn't some time ago. But I want to ask you about a different area that has not, that is, I think, less a, a subject of classical economics. I mean, tariffs. May, may not have been addressed the way they are now uh, in, in the era of uh, Ricardo and Mill and Marshall, but they certainly were, were studied at some point. Yes. Uh, but but uh, you've done work on drugs. Uh, yes. And, and, and we're in an era where I uh, pick up the morning paper and what is the, the news? Uh, paying for drugs. Uh, yes. how, how does the market handle that? Yes. Uh, yes. This is an area with many vested interests. Oh, yes. Uh, Political vested interests, uh, industry uh, has, has strong interests, uh, trade groups, uh, you name it. Yes. There, there's nothing but interests out there. Yes. <laughs> there's yes. no interest-free uh, constituency, as far as I've ever heard, well, like, except increasing. possibly a certain small enclaves and major universities. Yeah. <laughs> it's increasing because the government role in it is, is, is uh -huh. growing. Do you think there's any any hope for a consensus in, in this, or or do you think there's a consensus? Well, it depends on the issue. I mean, there there are there are issues. Uh, the ones that I dealt with earlier in my career was on the the, the rate of innovation, uh -huh. and, and uh, you know, an old statistical issue: how much testing should you do before you make a decision? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that was a very controversial. Mm -hmm. uh, because at this time, the FDA was holding things up unconscionably. Yes, they still are, <laughs> but less. <laughs> but less. But less, and, and the, the, uh, uh, it, it's gotten to the point where the FDA commissioner now, he used to always be either a doctor or a lawyer, is an economist uh -huh. and doctor. He's a, okay. He has both an economics PhD and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a medical uh, mm -hmm. uh, degree. So, so that's, that's an old issue, and it's still uh, with us, and... and uh, there is, I think, an, there, I think there is a consensus. I mean, it's when the head of the FDA is an economist, you know that there's been some consensus mm -hmm. to push a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. uh, and but it, not by no means complete. There's going to be resistance to that idea forever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, for <laughs> predictable kind of reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, the issue about how you pay for drugs is now a front burner issue. We have a system in which, in which basically the United States pays for the research that benefits the rest of the world. Especially the Canadians. <laughs> Everybody. It's not just yeah. the Canadians. Yeah. And uh, uh, the pressures now for the United States to adopt the same sort of policies that the Canadians and the Europeans have adopted. And, 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 and this, your past research would suggest that may have a, a, a negative effect on innovation. It, it, it depends on how it comes yeah. out. Uh, it, it, it could very well have a negative effect from two sides. That, uh, one is the, pay, the, 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 the prize 
the golden ring which is driving mm -hmm. research is taken mm -hmm. is taken away the other is the the uh, the, the intrusion of government as a payer Mm -hmm. will lead to things like committees deciding which drugs are, mm -hmm. are and, mm -hmm. and, and then, then the, the game of the drug companies is how do I sell to the committee? Mm -hmm. uh, that's already creeping in. The, the, the industry itself is going to adapt. Mm -hmm. I think it'll do very well. The question is whether they'll, they'll be an innovative industry or they'll become more like somebody who's a supplier of the government now, uh, is there that, that has is there any deleterious is there effects. any good uh research being done now on on the effect of different payment schemes or i mean this is the kind of thing that uh that in the one hand you can imagine uh and i would guess perhaps i'm not up in this area people have been doing experiments of one sort or another trying different ways but on the other hand i i don't know how much you'd believe the results of these because they always be in an artificial environment it yes. will be locally limited, and people will always have uh, outs. Uh, they won't be locked into that local community, and 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 so trusting the naively trusting the results would be questionable. Yes. Well, generally, exper experimental methods have become a great fad, I would say, in, mm -hmm. in economics. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it in, in entirely as a negative. Uh, no, some of it's been, I've, I've seen some have been, been very creative things have been done. And in, in fact, isn't experimental economics now a subject? Yes. <laughs> yes. In fact, uh, Vernon uh, Smith, uh, Vernon Smith won the Nobel Prize for, be, for being a pioneer in, in, in this area. But it does raise the, 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 the extent to which mm -hmm. one should draw firm conclusions mm -hmm. about larger issues from the experimental setting is a matter of great controversy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm ecumenical. I'll use the results, mm -hmm. but I won't ever use them standing alone to settle an issue. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I think the, exactly the issues that you raise, uh, 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 who are the subjects? What are their motivations? Mm -hmm. uh, and in particular, in economics, what's important is how the market selects the people who make the decisions. And that mm -hmm. you can't do that very well in an experimental setting. Uh, in, in, in the market, if somebody doesn't do the job right in some sense, they're replaced by somebody who does. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you never get that in an experimental setting. What you get is a bunch of undergraduates in a classroom and they're, to, they're, you know, they're given some choices to make and they make the choices and then they go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a richer by five. There's no consequences. And no learning from a No learning from yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly those yeah. issues arise in, yeah. in, 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 in these settings. So there have been, there have been, you know, it, it, it's this, it's this, this lusting after the scientific method, the finding the magic bullet mm -hmm. that's led us into that. And that's fine, but it's not the end. It's not the, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the, it's the final evolution you know, of the economics. Well, my, my reading of a very limited amount of that stuff suggests that you, you, and it can be useful, but you'll gain more from studying what could be called natural experiments and people's reactions on a broader scale to changes in policy. Uh, would be that that that's that, also another trend to look yeah. for those natural so-called natural yeah. experiments yeah. and I get also very that's I applaud it yeah. but but I, I I'm 
from a school which says a good old-fashioned descriptive here's what the world is like and I don't know what's driving these things yeah. I think that that also has its place yeah. and and and, uh, and economic theory too which yes. says that people will buy more of something <laughs> at a lower price so, although there's always somebody willing to ch challenge that too <laughs> always <laughs> always yes uh, well, uh, I, as a statistician, I have to put my oar in for the statistical solution, but, uh, but I recognize that the theory is necessary to pose the questions and sometimes even answer them. <laughs> right, right. And, 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 and uh, uh, I, I think, I think uh, putting all your chips on one statistical method, I think, is very risky. No, no, no. But no. Uh, I may be a, a, in a dying minority on this. No, yeah, not on. But but unless it, in, there are there are some studies that are, that are very good, and and they should be uh, critically evaluated. But uh, but we will hope that people will keep doing both uh, uh, the uh, the statistical studies and the. Uh, uh, theoretical investigations. Um, well, um, Sam, it, it's, it's been great talking to you. <laughs> it's, and, it's, and, uh, it's always, I'm sure, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue this conversation uh, uh, on campus. Very good. So. Want more episodes like this? Don't forget to subscribe and get updates each week for the Free to Choose Media Podcast.